Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. We are going back to school this morning. Yes, we're going back to school this morning. We're live today from the North Carolina Home Educators Conference. And uh, (laughs) so I figured what a great time to uh, go back to school on a Christian Car Guy show and decide, you know, I, I, I spent some time this week trying to figure out what every driver should know about their car. What are the basics that everybody ought to know? And since this is school, I figured we should start off with a test. I so have, it's old school. You know, and when you're taking a test, I need my, my sidekick here with me. I have my good friend and a man who almost needs no introduction. He's the host of the Masculine Journey radio show. And as we were talking earlier, a man that only God knows exactly how many hairs are left on the top of his head. Although it's getting easier for other people to know as well. It is. It is. But welcome, Darren. Thank you. And very cool. We have another student with us today. Yeah. We have his daughter, Denisha. Welcome, Denisha. Thank you. And and is it my understanding that you went to the school of Darren Kuhn Auto Training? Yes. Okay. So we, we're going to actually see how she does on this test now, Darren. Mm-hmm. Because we're just going to just fire right off with this test. Now, I have 20 basic questions, so let's see how many you miss. Honestly, no cheating. I have a ruler here, and I know how to use it. <laughs> so here come the 20 questions. We'll see how you do. Do you know who to call in case of emergency? Do you know what record company to call? Do you know which mechanic is your family mechanic? Do you know which body shop you should call if you were to have an accident? And they said, where do you want me to tow this car? Do you know your insurance agent? Do your kids know your, you know, these same questions you got to answer? ask, do my kids know this stuff? Mm-hmm. What insurance agent would you call? Mm-hmm. What's number two, Darren? That's number one. Number two is your car's maintenance intervals. Do you know your car's maintenance intervals? Yeah, that's like, is it every 3,000 miles, every 5,000 miles, every 15,000 miles? When do I service my car? At what intervals? Is this when we do or when we're supposed to? <laughs> When you're supposed to. is If oh, you know okay. when you're supposed to, you get that correct. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's number three. Real tricky stuff. What wheels drive your car? <laughs> the, the black rubber, <laughs> the round ones. I'm saying is it front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, four-wheel drive? Is it a tandem? I mean, you know, you might be, it, might, it might be impressive. But do you know which wheels, and it's very important when you're steering and driving safely to know which wheels are actually driving your vehicle? Yeah. Number four. I, I learned that number three really well last year um, in some hydroplaning experiences out in Colorado. But number four is, do you know how to raise your hood on your car? Uh, seems like an obvious kind of thing, but. I am telling you, Darren, you have no idea how many folks I've come across that you ask them to raise their hood, and they look at you like, I've never done that. I don't know exactly how. Well, in my case, I would just take my hat off. So how about, Denisha, did your dad show you how to open the hood? Yes. All right. Well, that's important. So 
Number five is actually kind of a technical thing, and but something that you really do need to know how to do. Do you know how to properly, safely jumpstart your car? Uh, do you know that, Denisha? I usually have to be on the phone with someone to do it. Okay. But I <laughs> because, quite honestly, there's hydrogen gas involved, which, you know, that's basically what happened to the Hindenburg. And so we don't want that happening to you. So you need to know how to safely jumpstart a vehicle. Do you need to, uh, do you know how to change a flat tire? And we have a wonderful video at ChristianCarGuy.com, which, by the way, all these basic questions, if you need a written test to really give yourself a test, they're all right there. But do you know how to change a flat tire? Number seven, Jerry would be proud about number seven. How to wash your car. Yeah. Do you know how to properly wash your car without tearing it up? I'm going to really, I would, I would be willing to wager that nearly half our audience really does not know how to do that without tearing up their car. Yeah. I, uh, for instance, would you use dishwashing soap and detergent on washing your car? That's a good, for instance, I, plain dishwashing soap yeah i would but you have to be very careful of which type of detergent if you're going to use a detergent because some of that will take the wax right off of your car this is true and you don't want don't want it to be granulated because that would cause scratches and Mm -hmm. things like do you want to start at the top or do you want to wash the bottom and then take all that grime and go wash your hood with it so those are things do you know how to wash your car Mm -hmm. number eight's critical i my wife is this is her favorite Do you have a lost key backup plan? That what is happens near and dear. when I lose my when I don't have my keys? What's the backup plan? That's near and dear to my heart too, Tammy. So if you're listening, you're not <laughs> alone in this, Tammy. I'm with you. I have a secret place. I do. I'm in the same boat. The Christian car guy has been locked out of his car. I remember with a that. coat hanger. Yep. Very embarrassing. So, how about number nine? What? What do your gauges mean? Do you know what each one of those gauges that are staring at you on the dash and those funny icons that are there that are everybody's supposed to know what those icons mean? You know, Robbie, the other day a friend of mine posted on Facebook a picture of his vent on his car, and he supposed that the icons <laughs> meant one of them went bacon is frying. That's what it meant. And the other one meant you have mail. And if you look right now, if you're driving down the road, you look at the vents on your car, I promise you those icons look like bacon and mail. It could be. (laughs) So, number 10, do you know how to check your tire pressure? Mm. What tire pressure should I run? Another very important question. What's number 12, Derek? What tire pressure? Oh, how to check your tire wear bulges and types of wear patterns and Robbie I've heard you talk about wear patterns a lot and so there um, you go things that those mean and number 13 very important like how do I check my fluids safely now Denisha we're gonna we're gonna just give you a little short test here did your dad ever show you how to check the coolant without burning yourself yes doesn't mean I'm not scared of it but yes (laughs) (laughs) So do you know how to check all those fluids? And there's a bunch of them. We're going to go through those. How about number 14? Number 14. Number 14. What normal sounds and smells uh, come from your car? So you're asking, what are the normal sounds and what are the normal smells? And the reason I would want to know that is so that when I have an abnormal smell or an abnormal sound, right? Correct. It's amazing what a gift your nose is when it comes to diagnosing an issue with your car. Mm -hmm. 
because it can smell oil, it can smell fuel, it can smell a lot of different things. Antifreeze smells yeah. sweet. So here's one, another one that Robbie really needs to take his own lesson on, <laughs> which I actually know the exact answer to this question. How far will my car go after the fuel light goes on? <laughs> it's according to how hard you're praying. Or, or perhaps the question would be better said, how, how far will the car not go <laughs> yeah. after I turn on the fuel light? So, you know, that's one of those things. How about number 16? Well, what to look for in a bad hose or a bad belt? How do you determine that you have a bad hose, a weak hose? A bad belt, one that's getting ready to go away, that sort of thing. There you go. Number 17, how do, ins- how do you know? Do you have the answer to this? Do you know how to inspect a car battery and what to do if it's corroded or it has a loose connection? Yeah, right that's here? key. That's, that's, a, that's a very easily fixed problem that a lot of people have and could fix it themselves. And now, the last three on this list, Aaron, I'm going to admit, as an old parts man, mm-hmm. I was always shocked at how many people would come up to the parts counter and not know the answer to these last three questions. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you need a part, any kind of part for your car, these three questions are critical. Darren, what are they? Well, first of all, the make and the model of your car. You have to know that. I mean, by make, um, your your Buick, Chevy, Ford, that sort of thing. By model, is it a Crown Victoria? Is it a a Corvair? Is, you know, what is it? it's a van. It's That's a van. Yeah, say. it's a van. You know, Ford makes four different kinds of vans. And <laughs> what kind of car is it? It's a van. It's it a van. It's a Ford van. <laughs> uh, and then you need to know the kind of engine you have, which, well, you know, it, it's one that starts with a key is not acceptable. So you have to know, <laughs> is it a four-cylinder? Is it a six-cylinder? Is it a eight-cylinder? Is it a diesel you is know, it a gas? diesel is it gas is it a hybrid is it electric all those different things now darren i know you're going to find this shocking and denisha you would too but there are many 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 people who put diesel in their gas cars or they put gas in their diesel cars <laughs> that happened to me once yeah i'm almost ashamed to admit it but it did happen to me once so it's nice to know what kind of engine you have yeah and last but not least number 20 is what is the year model of your car? Now we're going to get to the scoring. We've got A for Acura, B for Buick, C for Chevy, D for DeSoto, or did you get the E for an Etzel? We're going to figure out how to score this test when we come back on the Christian Car Guy Show, and we need you to get involved. So we're out here at the Home Educators Conference, and we're going to school today, I'm telling you. Stay tuned. If you want to. But I'm going back to school. You know I miss that old long-nosed teacher of mine. I'm going back to school. I'm going to get me a diploma or I'll die trying. I'm going back to school. We are going back to school today on the Christian Car Guys Show. We're actually at the North Carolina Home Educators Conference and Book Fair, which was really, really fun. So if you hear that noise in the background, that's where we're out here today, and we got a special prize for, for some people, don't we, Darren? Yeah, if you are listening on the radio right now and you are headed here, or maybe you're not headed here and you should be, because this is not just for homeschoolers. This would also be for any educator. There's That's a right. ton of resources here for educators. I used to homeschool my children, my wife and I did, and uh, 
this is phenomenal compared to what it was 10 or 15 years ago back when you said, whoa, at a red light. And But for if you are listening right now and you come to the Truth Network booth here, um, look for us up on the second floor. And uh, for the first two women that come here, we have a free book by John and Stacey Eldridge called Captivating. Wonderful book. One Wonderful of my book. ever books. And uh, if you are a man, if the first two men who come by, we have two Wild at Heart books to give away. And we've got maybe an opportunity to win a free trip to the Good Heart Women's Weekend that's coming up next well, we next weekend. Gifts. We got we got all kinds of books. We got all kinds of stuff. So please come join us here at the Home Educators Conference. It's at the Benton Convention Center in downtown Winston-Salem. But meanwhile, we've been going to school all morning. We got all these questions. Some of you have your scores, so you got to know how did we score this thing and how does it all figure out? Well, here's the thing. If you missed two or less on the Robbie basic test, you get an A for accurate. Mm-hmm. If you miss three or four, you get a B for Buick. If you miss five or six, yes, I'm afraid, you get a C, you're a Chevy. And if you miss seven or eight, that's the dreaded D for DeSoto. Yep, you're just not going to make it. The DeSoto didn't make it in. I'm afraid if you, if you missed that many. But if you really miss more than eight, you get the dreaded E for Etzel. Which is actually a, a, a wonderful thing. If you get the DeSoto or the Edsel, they're worth far more at this point than a Chevy, a Buick, or an Acura. Some people would think. Some people would think. So these are the subjects we're going to cover today. But as always, I need your help. Last week, we did the self-talk of a grace car driver. And throughout the show, I begged and begged for someone to call in and share a graceful response to seeing someone texting and driving. I was really, uh, Darren, I needed an answer. And, and nobody no one ca- called and they in. they called in with all sorts of wonderful grace examples about what to do if somebody cuts you off, what to do. Da, da, da. But for texting and driving, nobody called in. Nobody gave a great response. So mm. later that day, I called my mom. Yeah. And immediately she says to me, I can't believe no one called in with a graceful <laughs> response to witnessing a driver who was distracted or texting. She says, simple. She says, all you got to do is pray. And I went, really, Mom? You couldn't call in and share that during the show so all my listeners could hear? <laughs> I, I, that's the kind of thing. You're sitting there with an answer to my question, and, and you're thinking, everybody knows that. It's simple to pray, but how cool yeah. is that as a response when you see somebody texting and driving or a, a yeah, motorcycle? Yeah, you need to be praying for them because they're, you know, they're really, really close to having a bad accident. Or that mo- motorcycle that goes by at 120, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, what's a graceful response? Yeah. I would pray for God to, to, to protect them through this and to come after their hearts right. before they make them. A, so this is the kind of stuff we need. So when I ask you to call in today, yeah, you don't assume that we know everything you know because we don't. And uh, there are many instances that, that you guys out there have the best answers, and we don't need you to sit on them. We need you to call us at 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. Yes, we are live from the Home School Educators Convention in North Carolina. You know what we need to know today is what's that? What's that tidbit that your father taught you? What was it your brother taught you? Your driver ed teacher taught you that really saved your bacon at some point in time, Darren. 
Man, yeah, my dad has saved my bacon a lot of times. I have uh, talked to him so many times every, used to actually when I first moved out of the house when I was a young man, I called home a lot and it was usually, is mom home? And they knew I was getting ready to ask a question about, okay, mom, how do you cook this thing? And if I said, is dad home? Mom would say, Darren has a car question. Um, or something along those lines, and so yeah, now, I mean, who they, was that? And and share that story. Really, you might have something that really could help somebody out today. Yeah, and that number again to call is eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. And I hadn't got to this yet, but coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up for our voice for understanding. Since we're back in school, yeah. How about some teaching on the golden rule? With a bit of a twist. How about if we love unto others as if you would have as if you would have them love unto you? In John 14, Jesus shares some of the coolest stuff we have to look forward to, but one of his disciples really wounds Jesus' heart. You can feel the pain in Jesus' response. And with this insight, Jesus is letting us know how he wants to be loved. And I bet if you're like me, you want to be loved that way as well. So I can share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. And yeah. if you're wondering, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show with your host, Robbie Dillmore. we got Darren Kuhn and his daughter, Denisha, who has studied under the school of Darren Kuhn. And, and what's the one thing, Denisha, we're just curious, which you all call in with your stuff. This now, is when you're getting ready to be put three, on the four, spot. Eight, seven, eight, eight, four. I was giving her time to think. <laughs> what's the one thing... <laughs> What's the, or it doesn't have to be one thing. What do you recall your dad? You know, he was sweating it like, man, you, this is, this is what you got to know. But it turned out to be totally bogus. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, Cause there's so many things. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, My kids would have no trouble with that. <laughs> really dad. Really. You want me to go out there every two weeks and check my tire pressure. Is that what you really want me to yeah. do? Yeah. No, I mean, we've had um, we've had older cars when I first started driving, so, you know, that may have leaked oil. So it was one of those things where you're like, he's you need to check your oil on a regular basis. Or um, one thing, one main thing he taught was the smell of coolant. Really? Yeah. You I, taught the smell of coolant? Yeah. I mean, you need to know that. I agree. Because your car will overheat and you're driving down the road at 16 years old and your car car will blow up so (laughs) it's one of those things you kind of need to know you know why i was so hyper vigilant about that robbie i happen to agree with you in fact whenever i would appraise a car Mm -hmm. as i walked by the hood i would always sniff for that Mm -hmm. very reason coolant is very easily recognized Mm -hmm. by the way it smells kind of like a maple syrup Mm -hmm. and if you smell that, there's a good possibility the water pump is leaking. Yeah. If not, you know, one of the hoses or something. But quite often, it's amazing to me how many. And so if you throw the hood up early on, you'll see, wow, this thing's low on coolant because many, many, many times the water pump's leaking, which could be the very reason that they want to trade it. So we are going back to school, but we can't do that without your help. So you got to call in 866 348 7884. What? is your wisdom that was taught to you that you need to share with the Christian Cargo audience. 866-348-7884. we got so much more coming up with you. Oh, man, we're going to school here.
Hey, Humphrey. Uh, yeah, what do you want, D? Hey, look, you going back to school this year, boy? Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to make it, D. Hey, man, you better come on back to school, man. What do you think, I'm a dumbbell or something? Well, no, it's not that, Humphrey, but, man, we're sure going to miss you on the football team this year. I know that. Hey, you're in the football team. Hey, you know, I couldn't even find a job this summer. I, yeah, I think I'm going to make it back there, you know? Hey, you better come on. Yeah. Back. Hey. Hey, listen. I'm going back. Come on, Humphrey. I'm going back to school. Hey, Ralphie boy, are you going back to school? <laughs> How fun is that? From 1962. You don't, you know, I, I dig deep sometimes to find just the right I, song. You that, do. It goes with going back to school today with the North Carolina Home Educators here at the Benton Convention Center. We have books to give away, all sorts of stuff. The Christian Car Guys Show Live. We're going back to school, and we're, we're trying to hear from you. What was the one thing? That you were taught as a child, or or the one thing that you feel like every driver. What are the basics? What what should every driver know? What's the what's the the secret ingredient there? And I also want to mention, of course, all this stuff's at the website, ChristianCarGuy.com. I wrote down this week what I thought was the basic stuff. Plus, if you listened last week, you heard Rasputin the Skunk. I wrote that all out, and you get to see a picture. <laughs> and the of picture what is worth. At least a thousand words. The picture of Rasputin the skunk is is a one of a kinder, and it's right there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as the Jesus' Labor Love free car repair for single moms and widows, families in crisis across the country. You know, if you've got a situation like that, or you want to join us on being our prayer team or help mm-hmm. us out, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, podcast the previous show. If you're thinking, wow, Robbie, you're talking about being a grace car driver, I need some of that. You can go to listen to the podcast at ChristianCarGuy.com. So, here's the thing. What are some of those basics? We, we, we have our list, but we do have a very special guest. We have Ralph with us. And as I always say, when I walk into the st- studio and Ralph is there, I always go, Hey, Ralphie boy, it's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. And Ralph, you have, you have something that your family shared with you that we really need to understand. Well, actually, Robbie, it wasn't my family. In 19, you mentioned 1962. Oh. Well, way back in 1965, when I took driver's ed, this little tip that my driving instructor gave me has stayed with me for over 40 years. And periodically, when I'm driving my car and stopping and braking and starting and braking, uh, this tip comes to my mind. And what he taught me was that to know that you're doing it correctly. That is not starting too quickly, laying on the gas, mm-hmm. or braking too quickly and, you know, being thrown forward. Imagine a gallon of milk sitting on the floor behind the front seat. If you stop and brake correctly, Ralph, is what he told me, when you get home, there should be no line or mark above or below the standing level of milk in that gallon behind the seat and i you know i that image of that gallon of milk behind my seat and the fear of seeing when i get home looking now, now, at now, that now 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 there's no sense crying <laughs> oh. <laughs> ralph you walked right into that one 
That I, it's good imagery, though. But, but you it's know, tremendous I, imagery. I was. I loved it, by the way, Ralph. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I was sitting there thinking I uh, have to get this in here somehow. Well, you know that's true. But I, at that age, I was so young that the cat could actually lick the mustache, you know, that milk off off <laughs> my upper lip. But yeah, that that was uh, the tip. Uh, that was given to me way back when. And, and, but there's another thought that was a, another funny experience associated with that. And that is, in high school, there were, they always butted you up. You know, there were always two students in that driver's ed car. Yeah. And this class was Even taken in 1962 now. In 65. They didn't 65. even have seatbelts back then, didn't they? <laughs> no seatbelts. It was a Ford Galaxy, if you can remember those. I can. Mm, and, 65 uh, Galaxy driver's ed. But, wow. you know, my friend and I, we signed up for this class together to take during the summer. But he was such a lazy bum that we had, I had to talk. And the what dr- was his name? I had, to, <laughs> I, I had to talk the driving instructor to go to his house and honk the horn to wake him up to come outside so we could start the class. And the instructor would say, this is the last time, Ralph. If Ken doesn't show up, he's, he's going to get an E. What did you say the E stands for? An Edsel. Edsel, yeah. So. He was going to get an E. How so. cool is that? Well, did you, did you take driver's education, Denisha, here in North Carolina, or did you take it in Oklahoma? No, we've been in North Carolina since I was 13, so we I took it here. And I took it through a private instructor instead of the school like most kids do. Really? Yeah. And do you remember anything he taught you? Like, man, this is this is. He stuff yelled you... at me going around a curve off of Fifth Street because I would not brake correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that problem. <laughs> the gallon of milk. Just yeah. don't go home. Yeah, I don't think you know. Don't go home on Fifth Street. It's 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 just. <laughs> you know that imagery um, that I still have. I remember. Uh, a few things about the Carter administration. There's only one that I appreciate, though, and that was a commercial that uh, Mario Andretti used to do, talking about that same issue, that you should accelerate as if you have an egg between your foot and the accelerator pedal and <laughs> brake as if you've got this nice, beautiful tomato on the hood of your car. And I can still remember that. I can still remember the commercial. So, Jimmy, you, you did one good thing while you were president. Well, you know, my father, he, he on the braking issue, he was he he hated it, really hated it, <laughs> and he would let you know if you held the brake pedal down so the car lurched back and forth. So he, he you know, he taught us the way you would feather the brake pedal back after, you know, when the car finally starts to truly stop, then you feather the brake pedal back so you don't get that lurch, and I perfected that over the years that you know i need to be able to break like i'm driving a limousine mm-hmm. you know that you got the pope in the back seat mm-hmm. and, you know <laughs> so, so, uh, but getting back to our lists it's we're waiting very anxiously for you to call with your list 866-348-7884 is the number to call in 866-34-TRUTH but some of these things and i just want to go back to how to wash your car for a second because people have no concept of how easily they can damage their car by something that should be fairly simple and something you should teach your kids yeah and one of the things that i got since i wash cars professionally in fact when you wash cars in a dealership they take it very hard when you tear their <laughs> that was one of my first real jobs was as the make ready bay guy yeah. at a dealership and that was my primary first real job was washing cars 
So the one thing that they will not allow you to do is just to use a plain hose um, ending. They have a rubber-coated sort of handle so that you don't scratch the car with the end of the hose. Mm-hmm. I mean, something to think about just right off the bat because, you know, you scratch a new car and, and life is not good. So, you know, something to think about. But the other thing that they taught us is you always start at the top on everything. If you're going to rinse the car, if you're going to wash the car, because the top surfaces are the ones that are the most easily damaged and the ones that you look at when people look at and, and they freak out about mm-hmm. if something's damaged. So you, you start at the, at the top of the hose, rinsing everything down so that none of the dirt comes back up and scratches the upper surfaces of the car. Same thing when you soap it down, which you would do with a mitt and a very mild detergent of some kind. Yeah, I have a, I have a mitt lesson in, just embedded in my mind. Go ahead. Go for the mitt. Well, you know, in the wash bay, there was another guy that worked with me. Romney? Uh, <laughs> it was not Mitt Romney. Um, <laughs> that was good, though. We called him Rainbow because okay. he was the eight-hour loaf. Um, and when when I grew up in Oklahoma, there was a Rainbow Bread yeah, Company. I had those that, guys that worked with that, me. That, uh, yeah, you know, they, they were famous for having an eight-hour loaf. Um, anyway, we called him Rainbow, and, and I would get perturbed with him every now and then when he was rainbowing and throw a soapy wash mitt at him and one day i went to do that and he ducked and at the moment that he ducked the owner robbie if you could believe it the owner of the dealership mr robbie dillmore himself it wasn't you this guy's name was ron harris he walked through the door as the mitt hit it's him owner timing. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned the only things you do with a mitt are wash a car. I have one much more terrified. That, you know, since you mentioned that, I, uh, it all comes back to me that, believe it or not, one day we were in the Azuzu showroom in Raleigh practicing with a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. shooting across the showroom into the back office with a real bow and arrow. <laughs> there was, we hadn't seen a customer in days, so we had this new bow, and we were like, we want to try this out. Now you know why Zuzus are not sold in America anymore. So unbeknownst to me, yeah. the boss is behind me as I am letting an arrow fly. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he says it right as I'm releasing, and I put an arrow right through the file cabinet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I held on to that job, Darren. It was, but, but, yeah, the boss has the time. But, anyway, getting back to washing the car, you, you want to make sure you soap it with that mitt coming down. You do those upper services so you don't bring any of that grime mm-hmm. up to the top to scratch your hood and those kind of things. You rinse it at, at, at great length to make sure you get all that soap off of it. And another thing you never, ever, ever want to do is wash a car in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. Because the word water spot will recreate itself all over your car. Mm-hmm. So you want to get in the shade and, and be able to do that. But, Denisha, did your dad show you how to wash a car? Actually, my mommy did. Really? Yeah. Her dad was an avid car washer. So my mom was the one that always taught me how to wash the car. And so how often did your mom feel that that should be done? Whenever she wanted to be out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the truth is coming out on the Christian Car Guy show. Yeah. So, Darren, how often, if you were, you know, listening to Jerry, he would have very specific recommendations. When do you think, how often should somebody wash their car? 
Wow. Thinking from Jerry Mathis' perspective, how often should someone wash their car? Um, I would say at least every couple of weeks. Is that uh, – I, I don't honestly know that I've ever been told that. He would say every month. Every month, okay. Because you don't want to wash the paint off of it. That's always been my strategy. <laughs> but you do want to keep it clean, and especially this time of year where you've had all the the, the, the salt and the stuff, you you do want to, to get it to one of those car washers, and you do want to carefully you know, clean the undercarriage and get all those kind of things up. Right. Because that's a, a critical part of the whole process. Right. But as we talked about, there comes a point in every Christian Car Guy show where we got to get to our appraisal by the real black book. Yeah. And I know you're <laughs> – I'm personally excited about it today because I, I have to say I really had an experience this week with this. And our appraisal by the real black book is where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. You know, since we're back in school, how about some teaching on the golden rule is what we're talking about. How about if we say love unto others as you would have them love unto you? In John 14, Jesus shares one of the coolest, really one of the coolest verses. If They call it the comfort chapter for a reason mm-hmm. because it shares all sorts of cool things we have to look forward to. But really, if you listen carefully, Jesus, he kind of gets wounded in this. And you can hear Jesus' heart as a response to these people. And through this response, in my view, you can kind of get an idea how Jesus wants to be loved himself. Right. And what an insight this really is. And in John 14, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. I mean, how cool is that, Darren? That's kind of like... Have you ever been in such a fellowship with people, a community like at our boot camps, that you feel like you're in heaven? Oh, yeah. And Jesus was sitting around the campfire with his disciples saying, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to be together forever, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to fix a really, really cool, and this is going to keep going on. This is not going to stop. Yeah. And, and really, Darren, I'm looking forward to that because guess what? We get to sit around the campfire with Jesus and Tadisha, and it's going to be amazing. But then... Things went downhill kind of fast after that, Darren. <laughs> Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and we don't know the way. And so Jesus said the obvious answer, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, which is obviously a very critical verse. But it says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him, and you've seen him. And here's the part where he, I think Jesus takes it. A bit of a wound. He says to Philip, or Philip says to Jesus, actually, he says, Lord, show us the Father. That will be sufficient for us. And at that point, Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? Can you hear the pain in Jesus' heart when he says, how long do I have to be with you before you know me? Now, the question that I can't help but ask is, is this the way... Jesus wants to be loved. He wants to be loved not for what he can do for you, but he wants to be known. And what does it have to do with me? And what does it have to do with the golden rule? We're going to talk about all that when we come back from this very special home educators edition. We're going back to school here 
on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up. thought about that song in that way someday we'll be together someday we all will be together we're going to be together with jesus and then we're going to be up in the air and all that stuff but as i was talking about uh before the break the question that i have here on the christian car guy show today at the at, in our appraisal by the real black book is how did jesus really how does he want to be loved versus how do i want to be loved and maybe how can i love others and so i was reading this book by john eldridge called beautiful outlaw Mm -hmm. amazing book and he made reference to this john chapter 14 where jesus said have i been with you so long and yet you don't know me philip and from that he said jesus wants to be loved for who he is not what he can do for us Mm -hmm. or what people want him to be see the disciples wanted jesus to be the guy who was going to free him from Rome, and that, mm-hmm. uh, so many people wanted him to be this, and they wanted to be that, but jo- Jesus wanted to be loved for who he really was. And as I was sitting there just really pondering this issue in my heart, I thought, God, that's how I want to be loved. And I really, I went to my wife. I'm going to be honest in this. I was like, man, if Tammy would just, if she could love me for who I am, not what she wanted me to be, because there's a lot of rough edges on the Christian car guy that she would like gone. <laughs> One or two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, what if she could love me for who I am, not who she wanted me to be, not for what I could do for her. And as I was sitting there really just focusing on what an enjoyable thought this was, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes with a bottle of water, I think it was there, and he (laughs) hits me over the head and he goes, well, guess what, Robbie? That's how she wants to be loved. Yeah. She wants to be loved for who she is, not who you want her to be, and not for what she can do for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's the golden rule. It really is. And, and what an insight that really was for me, Darren. And I thought about it with my kids this week. Yeah. That I want to love them because quite often with our children, we have this picture that we want them to be this and we want them to be that. I, I want to figure out how to love my kids for just who they are, not for who I want them to be. It's it's hard as a parent, it's hard as a husband, it's hard as a friend to Is not... Is it hard as a child to think, my dad will never, ever be who I want to be? <laughs> no, no my dad's exactly who I want him to be now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But is, is, have you thought about loving your dad for who, have you ever considered that concept? Not really. Not as a child. I mean, you have that unconditional love for your parents no matter what, I think. And I always felt like, and that's a great point. I always felt like my parents loved me like that. They loved me for who I am. Mm-hmm. They know I'm a slacker. They know that I, you know, I'm certainly don't measure up in certain ways. But they love me for who I am, not for who they want me to be or not what I can do for them. I mean, that's a great way to be loved. And I spent a little time this week, Darren, honestly, trying to think, how could I love Jesus that way? Yeah. Because quite often my prayers are, Jesus, I need help here, I need help here, I need this and I need that. You mean you have the tendency to turn Jesus into the cosmic vending machine in the sky? It's been known to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I tell you, I I read a book by Larry Crabb uh, years ago called Shattered Dreams, and then another book by his called The Papa Prayer, which is, in my book, the cheesiest title of any book ever in the (laughs) The history of the world. But it's a great book about that subject, Robbie, about loving God for who he is and him loving you for who you are. Um, And the fact that that's really what unconditional love is. Now, do I love what Denisha does for me as my daughter? Yes, I do. But I really want to be loved for who I am. And and does she love me when I come to her rescue or when I encourage her or whatever? Um, Yeah, she does. But she really wants to be loved for who she is. And so that's harder, though, to do than it is to talk about. Oh, yes. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. We would encourage you to go to our website, ChristianCarGuy.com, and there you're going to find all these 20 basic questions that everybody needs to know, more stuff on how often you should check this and that, and, of course, videos on how to change a flat tire or how to how to actually jumpstart a car. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com as well as the Jesus Labor Love Free Car Repair for Single Moms and Widows and Families in Crisis. And come out to the Benton Convention Center right now yeah, if you're listening. Yeah, we are at the Homes Educators convention so yeah you wanted to come join us for that and i certainly want to thank darren and anisha for being with me today and for you listeners remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years and love unto others as you would have them love unto you thank you so much for listening to the christian car guy show